0: discussing womanhood because it is the month of march it is women's history month and so yeah we just thought why not touch upon what womanhood is to us um how we've experienced it um how it's viewed in the world that we live in and yeah we just thought it was an interesting topic to really speak on especially in this month and it was international women's day (laughs) um so yeah we just thought it'd be nice to discuss women that inspire us um how we get inspired and yeah we'll just take it from there and see see where it goes see where it goes. yeah I think it's just important just to speak about the role of women in society and what that means and how oh god like just how being a woman just seems to be I don't know it's like a political stance to be a woman it seems mm. um based on the state of society but yeah that's a bit heavy for an introduction but I will we'll, I'll totally touch upon that as we go on but yeah as um I said it's Women's History Month and we've had International Women's Day on March 8th and there's been loads of amazing things going on um obviously we're from London UK and for example there's a Women of the World Festival in South Bank and you know just lots of different inspiring activities and talks and workshops run by women unfortunately we did not get to go this year I did not plan accordingly did not get a ticket but I remember last year I went and got to hear Angela Davis speak and that was quite amazing and this year I know Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie and Rennie Ido Lodge I believe she's the author of um why i'm no longer talking to white people about race mm. they had a talk and i was supposed to get tickets with some friends and i went on holiday and was supposed to do it when i got back and shamefully forgot and then when i saw the talk i didn't even message them to say yeah i forgot about this because i was too ashamed <laughs> i was too ashamed that I, I missed out on the opportunity but um yeah and i haven't even read uh, the book yet um about why I'm not talking to white people about race, but it's definitely on my list. There's so many to get through. And I forgot about ordering the tickets as well, to be honest. So. Yeah, like it was just, oh dear. just a lot <laughs> going on. But yeah, March has been, of course, it's Pisces season. And if you know me, I'm very into my astrology. And it's been Pisces season, which is just a creative, intuitive, dreamy energy. And I've definitely been experiencing that in my life over this past month. And it's just a feminine energy and feminine energy is creative energy. Mm. And I found myself really wanting to create this month, really wanting to write, really wanting to just even make new foods, like just silly things like that. I've really (laughs) just, I've had so many ideas that I want to give birth to that I've been cultivating, Mm -hmm. I guess, in my head over this month. So I've definitely benefited from that feminine energy okay. and I'm just baiting out Rose here but Rose has some <laughs> lovely paintings which she must have done <laughs> in the month of March and <laughs> I think she was inspired too no yeah I think I had a career block for a long time but I think it's definitely been unleashed this year in general but I think this month has I know I've been having it's gonna sound well weird but anyway I've been having like a lot of like out of body experiences I feel like this month like very like you said dreamy mm, yeah. floaty kind of like um kind of out of myself kind of just floating around <laughs> see what everybody else is doing and then coming back to myself um it's definitely been that kind of month and yeah the month of like having your creative juices kind of flowing like free flowing um yeah it's been interesting that's interesting you say that because also rose has a pisces moon i'm just paying out all your business sorry (laughs) rose has a pisces moon so your internal self is very dreamy and does have that energy so that's interesting that you've been so affected by it like heavily um that sounds like astral projection Mm. and if you want to look that up that'll be pretty dope if you could harness those skills and use that because you can travel throughout dimensions and galaxies and yeah that's, that's another crazy. episode. Yeah. I guess it's like, that's a whole other episode. But I felt like I've kind of yeah. That's another episode. But we'll talk wait, about wait, that. Hold on a minute. You felt like you were Hold on now. You can't leave us hanging. <laughs> no, because I even tweeted because one time like I woke up and I felt like I literally woke up like three times before I reached this earth, like mm. this realm. Um, like I felt my body like waking up three times, and then it was actually like, okay, now you're on Earth, so you have to wake up and go to work. Sorry, that <laughs> I really don't sucks. I don't yeah. know what like, what other worlds I was working, I was waking up in, but yeah, it was like, now you've reached, you've reached here. You've now come back. Yeah, so that's really interesting because yeah. you know, with astral projection, people who are just that in that in line with their kind of consciousness and their soul they can it's really just hard to explain but your soul can travel throughout this dimension like your soul can Mm. leave this body in this dimension and go elsewhere Mm. if you're that connected with it to to follow which journey and remember it Mm. so it's not impossible that that could be happening while you're asleep but you're just mm. not that connected to that consciousness yet that you could like wake up and be aware of it and have memories of where else you visited Mm. Definitely another conversation for another day. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's been a powerful month, basically. Yeah, like, I have another, but let's, no, this is another story for another day. Let me just stop. Oh, no. No, 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 (laughs) This is womanhood, okay? We're just talking about womanhood. So, okay. Astral projection and leaving your body. We we will talk that another day. But, um, yeah, like, I did want to start off the podcast by talking about this, um, amazing event that i went to thursday of last week and rose was supposed to come with me but unfortunately she had to cancel so i went to this event called the art of consent and that sounds like a poem <laughs> i went to this event called <laughs> the art of consent and it was run by the 100 women i know project and ash magazine and oh Break the Habit Publishers. I'm trying to remember everybody here. Um, Yeah, and it was really amazing. So to start off, so the 100 Women I Know project is headed by a filmmaker called Phoebe Montague. And what she did a few years ago, was she started interviewing friends and kind of gave out a survey questionnaire to friends online about their experiences of Rape and sexual assault and sexual violence. She collated this data and made that into a film called Hundred Women I Know." And in the, I you know, we saw the film at the event, and it was very hard hitting. Um, just about women speaking of their experiences of rape and sexual assault, and there was just a recurring theme throughout the film that the women didn't, not all of the women really realised they were being raped at the time. It was only in hindsight did they know, which is just a whole bigger question about. Consent and why these lines are so blurred in society that women could even question they're being made to have sex against their will, you think you'd think that someone wouldn't have to question is that the case, but sadly we're living in a society where women are questioning is that the case so that was very powerful, and there was also a it's been made into a book recently, and I have the book, and there was a reading some of the passages from the book that was also very hard hitting the whole time I was there I felt just like sick in my stomach and I don't really think it was my feelings I feel like I was picking up on I'm sure it was my feelings to a certain degree but I was picking up on so much energy in the room like the nervous energy and just that some of the girls from the film and the filmmaker Phoebe they were on stage and they were clearly very nervous and I could feel it like for them in my stomach how nervous they were but they were really amazing to speak out about their experiences Mm. and it was just really moving and I volunteer for Rape Crisis charity on their helpline, so I'm not a stranger to hearing women's experiences of rape and sexual assault. So I'm not sure why I felt so sick kind of at that event because it's not the content is not something I haven't heard before, but it really was a huge smack in the face. I don't know how else to say Mm -hmm. it. And then there was also a panel discussion, and that was really interesting. There was just got to remember everything now. So there was the head of the Women's Equality Party, Sophie Walker, didn't even know we had a Women's Equality Party in this country, I'm just saying, (laughs) why don't I know that? There was an incredible woman, Dr. Fiona Gray, who's a researcher at Durham University, and she's doing some interesting research at the moment on porn and how, you know, porn industry affects women, uh, affects violence against women, and... um, there was, I can't remember everybody's names, but there, the Slumflower blogger, she was there. Uh, Richie Brave, who's someone who I follow on Twitter, who I really like his views. And I didn't know what he did, actually, but he works in, like, the domestic violence sector and works with perpetrators and works in probation. And there was a guy whose name I can't remember from an organisation called the Good Lad Initiative, and they go into schools and try and teach boys about consent. And then there was another guy who... I think he's also done work in prisons with like offenders and getting them to understand consent and he's a poet as well so it was a real mix of backgrounds and the discussion you know was just trying how can we create a culture of consent and there was some interesting like the conversation kind of very quickly just got to me like not derailed but it just definitely took a different route to then just discussing toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. which is definitely a problem which affects women but it just went there and kind of stayed there mm. and it did, did make me think um why why can we never just discuss womenhood without we can't discuss women without their proximity to men mm. and like that's the problem i think mm. but the, the conversation was obviously necessary because in order to protect women from sexual violence like men need to understand their behaviour and take accountability for it yeah. And not do it And not harm women yeah. So definitely, like, you, that's the root cause Of the problem, of rape And that's where it needs to Be dealt with But the conversation, I don't know, I just It just got a bit derailed, I thought Though it was still a good conversation I don't think it was the intention And I also, um, I met another Really cool girl there That's doing amazing things called, um Actually, I won't bait out her name, I don't know if she'd want me to. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, she has a put website. Her a plug. With, yeah. Her, her website was therovingreporter.co.uk and it's like a creative learning hub for anyone who wants to learn about women's issues, sexism, women's rights. Um it was dope. Like it was it's a dope website and she was a dope person, but I won't <laughs> I won't put her government out on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But if you're listening, hey girl, how are you? Um Yeah, so that was the event. And it was really just, for me, it was like, oh, so moving. Like, this interests me a lot. My background is definitely kind of child protection and supporting people who've experienced abuse. And I know I need to be moving into the field of uh, violence against women and girls and sexual violence and, you know, therapeutic work for those issues. Like, that's definitely where my heart lies. But that event for me just 100% confirmed it. That's where I need to be. That's where I need to heal, and that's where I need Mm. to help others heal, and that's what's up. Mm. Yeah. And I wish you were there, like, Um, I wish uh... you were there. (laughs) Um, but you know, (laughs) such is life. Totally my vibe. Everything happens for a reason. But if you you had been there, I probably wouldn't have socialized, because I'm just terrible at socializing, so. Exactly. Everything happens for a reason. For you to come out and, yeah. That's what those, um, events, are about is getting out there and networking and stuff and you definitely did that because those people sound amazing they were yeah they really were (laughs) so yeah just going on from that I guess I definitely I feel those vibes and it just kind of I don't know if I should plug it now or maybe at the end but it just reminded me of a lot of organizations that I kind of work with and around um but I guess this would be more around like guess north london northwest london but if you feel like you ever need any kind of support around kind of like the vogue sector i would say i know amazing charities standing together mm. um and angelou as well angelou is kind of like a directory so it can kind of direct you to a range of things that you can experience around the the vogue sector so angelou.org but again i think that's just for Hammersmith and Fulham. Kensington, Chelsea, and Westminster. Mm-hmm. So, if we are in those boroughs. Just to plug it, sorry, Vogue is violence against women and girls, yes. just for those who may not know that, mm. um, that abbreviation. Yes. I just, I was thinking of myself, what's, what's, ooh, what's Vogue? What's Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, violence against women <laughs> <girls>. <laughs> That's why I said it, just for those of you who are slow like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> no, it's good because, yeah, you start speaking in terms and then people don't always know the terms of reference. But yeah, yeah, so just a little plug in that direction. If you, feel like you need um, any support with that or just want to get into the sector, mm. just take a look at that and see what they do and see where you could slot in. Um, but yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, obviously talking about violence against women and girls and talking about sexual violence and rape, like all of these, like all of these kind of dramatic issues relating to women are you know largely, mainly uh, perpetrated by men. So... It seems that, like, womanhood is defined by women's treatment from men or mm. the impression women face in a male-dominated society. And it's, like, really hard. Like, when we were talking about the topic of womanhood, it was, like, it was really hard for us to talk about womanhood without just talking about women's treatment from men. And I just think, mm. how sad is that? That we're in a state that our existence, it's so difficult to define without it's proximity to men and it's not to say oh I don't like men I hate men or whatever but it's just (laughs) imagine like a part like such a crucial part of a woman's experience is essentially the suffering that she goes through because of men like what this this is okay well like (laughs) all the definitions I feel like men put on us like I feel like for years there's always this, the good wife, the mm. virtuous wife. I've never heard like, I'm just like, hold on, what well, about the good husband, the virtuous husband? Apparently like, okay. can I get this, that too? Like, apparently not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Exactly. It's like, I think women are actually magical. Like, women are yeah. actually magical beings mm. striding around this earth for everyone's benefit. Women are creators. True. And when I say women are creators, I don't want to exclude like trans women or anyone else, but women or well let's say women who are born women literally just create life mm. what like that's mad magic like i don't know yeah, what else to say that like- like, that's mad magic like we like nurture we're creative and all women like are just um just breathe life mm. and build people up and just the energy of women is, is definitely just fluid and um, receptive and just takes in and just makes things better and gives things a home. Like, And I don't even know if me saying this is still part of my conditioning of like the, the idea of what a woman should be, like that enforced mm-hmm. gender role to take care. But I feel like that's what feminine energy does in like it collects, it takes in, like it cultivates and that's yeah that's pretty amazing Mm. it's amazing but why are we kind of just then reduced to this role of as you say wife mother why are women reduced to this because i hate nothing more when when you hear things happen in society and you hear people say oh you know that's somebody's mom that's somebody's sister like what if it was your mom what if it was your sister it's like for flip's sake, like, no. Nah. Does a woman have to be someone's mum or sister yeah. or wife or whatever to get some respect around here? Sure. She don't have to be related to no one. How about just she? Okay? Just she by herself. Mm. She's entitled to all the respect and the love by herself. Not because she is, oh, looking after someone as the mother or being a good sister. No, just she. Mm. Okay? Just she. It irritates me. And people enough. say it like they're really meaning something profound. It's like... Um, what you're saying is that women like your individuality means nothing. Like, yeah. part of your womanhood is how you relate to others. Mm-hmm. Like, your relation, who you are, is defined by how you relate to others. Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, definitely. That's that is actually kind of wild. Like breaking it down like that. 'Cause I don't hear men discussed in that way. That's yeah. You know, it's it's, true. Oh, it doesn't that could be someone's husband or That someone's could be someone's brother. son. Like, that could be someone's father. They just now nah, you say just hear it. on the news, Oh, he was a good man. Like that's yeah. that's all you hear. But with yeah, a woman he was a loving wife, a loving mother, you know, a friend. It's like, okay, you know, he just gets he was a good man, it's like Yeah. She's a loving wife. A loving mother. So it's like so if she wasn't those things she wouldn't be entitled <laughs> to this shout out on the news, like What are you saying exactly? And I think we're just socialized. Children are socialized into those roles from Mm. early, male, female. Like male, you're going to be a little hellraiser. You're going to run up and down and play with bugs and get dirty, Mm. and that's what boys are supposed to do. And boys will be boys. And I hate that. I hate that. But with girls, (laughs) it's just like pink princesses. And I think let me not lie. Like as time's gone on, it's not so much pink princesses. But it's definitely appearance, it's definitely dolls, it's definitely kitchen sets, it's definitely, like, wear your nice clothes and don't get dirty and be a lady and bake cakes and whatever. It's just so much silly things. It's like, these are actually just children, these are just babies, but we're telling them, like, what it means to be a boy and what it means to, to be a girl. Yeah. And even before babies are born, people are... um Buying all pink this Or buying all blue that Painting yeah. the nursery blue paint Like painting it pink Um wh- And now I see that This phenomenon of ge- Gender reveal parties oh It's like gosh. What is this <laughs> You not just want excuses To have a party You actually need to stop yeah. This is just silly Stop it Stop it Stop it Because you ever realise know noticed One of my friend's friends Said this like It doesn't matter What gender the baby is It's like You're always going to get The same answer Like oh what What sex is it Oh, it's a boy. Oh. Oh, It's a girl. Oh. So what's the (laughs) the the point of it? It's like, oh, that's exciting for all of 10 seconds. Like, now you know. That's it. You're still having a baby and you just want them to be healthy. That's the most important thing. Oh, pop a balloon. Is it pink or is it blue? It's like, I, I've just seen it recently. Only in the past year. It's like, I don't know who thought of this, but you need to take it back because we don't need (laughs) it. Take the whole 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 thing back. back. (laughs) You're wasting balloons out here. Stop it. Like stop wasting good good balloons. <laughs> this is like this is good not necessary. Good balloons and good confetti. <laughs> <know. laughs> yeah, good good confetti. You just wasting it. You're having a baby, okay? That's all that matters. Like, oh my god, that's it. Sorry, I'm just going on a rant. <laughs> but you know, it's just like from such a young age, before babies are even born, it's like we're already deciding how they're going to be and who they're going to be based off of their gender. And it's like this mass panic. If you're, if you as a parent aren't going to do that, mm. it's like people think you're you're disturbing your child or you're going to mess them up unless you force them down this road. It's mm. so weird. I'll never forget the time I was in Toys R Us and there was this guy, I guess, buying. You know them like cars that like toddlers can drive around and yeah. big cars. There was a car and it was like, mm, it was kind of red. It was kind of pink. You know what? You can't really tell oh, what color it is oh, okay. he's like oh excuse me like um what color do you think this is and i was like mm, kind of red kind of pink he's like oh do you think it looks pink because i want to buy it for my son and i can't buy him no pink car and it's like <laughs> um and i think i just i was just weird and awkward i was like well i don't believe it in false gender roles for children and i don't think it matters like what color it is and he was just like yeah yeah but it's, he's a boy though is it like he can't be driving a pink car and it's like Well, I don't think it matters. He's just a child and he's going to like the car. And then I think he just just got bored of me and he kind of just walked off. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I'm giving you my honest opinion, sir. Like, what what more can I do? Like, it's a car and he's a baby. Like, yeah, I think he said the child was three. What, uh, it's like, what is it, even it you know them colours it's like you can't really someone might say it's red someone might say it's pink one of them colours but it's like oh my gosh I can't even buy it if someone else perceives it as pink I cannot do that but like it just says how my man was panicking my the man, the man was truck, panicking i Like, like <laughs> um it's a car like for a baby. So you, even if the car was hot pink, the boy would jump in it anyhow. Exactly. Jump jump it. So it makes you think about those parents that like, would you stop your child from playing with something yeah. because that's not the right gender toy for your child. And it's like, why do we do this? Now I'm like going off of womanhood, womanhood <laughs> and going on to like enforce gender roles but Do you know what I <laughs> mean? It's just it there. Yeah. So girls are socialized from so young young mm. that This is your route. This is what you play with. This is how you behave. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that because I've got some amazing women in my life. My mum and my aunties and stuff. And I'm Nigerian. I'm Igbo. And my mum is amazing. I've learned so many, so many things from her. But it's another thing of, like you said, along with womanhood, I just learned from me like a young age. Like, it's like times have changed You can be a woman, you can have a job and everything. Like, I'm even saying it like it's a privilege. Like, oh, you could go out and get a job. But it's like, it was inbred in me. And I saw my mom like, but you have to come home and cook too. And you have to make sure the kids are put to bed. And you have to make sure the house is clean. Like, but you can still have your job though. But you have to still be a housewife basically at the same time. And I just grew up thinking, oh, so when I grow up, I'm going to have the struggle of this too. Like, but I just thought it's acceptable. Mm like it was just yeah. inbred in me like oh I, I must do this I must do that but I have to study and I have to do this and because I saw my mom doing all of that but it was just like damn wrong that's amazing but we don't have you don't you don't have to you don't have to struggle and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women take on themselves as where they feel like that's part of what they identify as and that's been normalised through the years of like yeah you have to take care of your man you have to take care of the kids you have to go out and do the <laughs> shopping and come back and stand over like a hot stove and like it doesn't matter like what day you've had and stuff and this and that and I also think it pisses, like, pisses me off that <laughs> a lot of like these stereotypes are kind of like made like oh cutesy and airy fairy I'm sorry but baking a cake and making food after work <laughs> is it's is hard work can I just say it? it's <laughs> It's how it's not airy-fairy, it's not nice, like, it is hard work to come home and make food. Like, to be honest, to me, being a housewife is a joke in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever tried keeping a house clean all the time? It's very hard <laughs> mm-hmm. to do. So it's just, like, all these things that they've... I feel like, over the years, like, men have really tried to suppress and make it seem like, oh, it's nothing, like, what is that? Mm. It's a lot, actually. Mm. It is a lot. And I feel like, over time, it's like, yeah, men have, like, I guess... Made it seem like, oh, we've granted you, like, you can, you can vote, you can do this, you can do that. Why are you still complaining? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what is your issue? Like, you have all the power. Like, why are you making a fuss? Like, I always used to get that in you know, When I studied my masters, I did, um, international law. And obviously, um, women's rights and children's rights came into it, which I was really passionate about. And then all of the men were always like, oh, well, let me say, most of the men were like, what are you struggling about? Like, you've got all the power, dude. And I was thinking, Boy, I, <laughs> I never know where to begin with you. I don't even know where to begin. But yeah, it takes a lot to kind of break out of those social molds, especially when you've grown up with, around women that you respect and you admire and you love. And it's hard to kind of be like, you know, you've kind of been living under someone's thumb mm-hmm. for many years, and I'm not going to be doing this. And they're probably mm-hmm. going to be looking at you sideways, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to be cooking your husband's soup. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Not all the time, mum. Sometimes, but all the time, you know? And yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see how times have kind of changed and how womanhood has kind of formed into different things, I guess. You yeah. Know what I mean, from what you're saying, it's like, <clears throat> so womenhood, like, back in the day was, yeah, well, you need to stay at home. Well, let's say in this Western society, um, you stay at home while the man goes out and works and brings home the money and you keep the house clean or whatever. So now it's like, oh, you can work too. You've been granted that. But you still have to do all of these things at home. So yeah. It's like You actually haven't afforded any privileges. You have just extended the workload. So it seems that, yeah, being a woman, like... I think these are just the recurring messages like Mm. to be a good woman and to be a strong woman you should be able to carry all of this nonsense (laughs) on your back all day every day you should be able to hold down a full time job and come home and cook dinner and keep your house clean and raise your kids and take them to their after school activities and still rock a lace and and still slay and still look good and still like have your hair done and nails done and still keep in shape And, you know, still be there for your family. Um, And it's just like, you know, people seem to reward women and you always see messages like people will always speak about, oh, I love my mother. Like my mother did so much for us. She sacrificed so much for us. She worked so hard for us. And it's like, yes, that is nice. A lot of women do sacrifice a lot and work hard for their families. But why, like, is this the recurring theme Mm. that in order to be a good woman, like, you have to be a strong woman and you literally have to break your back for other people. And that seems to be the definition of being a good, strong woman. Like, Mm. there's something very wrong there. Mm. Like, you, and it's, I said, you're born into it and you see your, your mother, like, you know, if you're, depends obviously what type of mother you, you're raised by, but if you see a mother who could be a single mother and they work and they do their thing and they, Um, pay their mortgage or they pay their rent and buy you nice clothes and you get to go on holidays and all of these things. You think, yeah, wow, like my mum's amazing and I'm going to grow up and I'm going to do the same thing. If you're, I don't want to say if you're smart because it sounds like a bit deep for others, but. If you're just in the know, if you're wise, you grow older and realise, hold on a minute, something's mm. not right, something's mm. not fair. And then it's like you have to go through a process of unlearning yeah. everything society taught you it means to be a woman or a girl. And it starts really early. So it starts in childhood with how you play and what's expected of you and you know you need to be quiet close your legs sit properly act like a lady like don't swear don't be running up and down getting messy it's so much like value placed on appearance yeah, with yeah exactly. so much and it's like i'm trying now to unlearn as a grown adult to stop calling like little girls pretty and babies pretty because it's like oh she's so pretty she's so pretty and it's like why do we just tell little girls this like We need to be like, oh, you're really smart. Oh, you're really creative. You're really inventive. Oh, you're so brave. Like, that's what we need to do. Because that's what we tell boys. But with little girls, it's just like, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, she's so cute. And it's like, yeah, like, it's just not helpful. (laughs) But this is the, like, the, the warp that we're all stuck in. And then it's, um, you're a teenager and it's, you know don't bring home no babies like don't be dressing like you're a grown woman don't be having your (laughs) belly out a door don't be having (laughs) your skirt too short and all of this but it's like you raised the girl to like value her appearance and you've raised her to think well your whole life is about getting a man because you've been making her watch these disney um movies from day one and all these women sitting around waiting for a man can I just say, again, going on a little rant to the left, All but right. I was very happy when Princess and the Frog came out, yeah, because, you know, she has a black princess and that, right? Okay, so, yeah, I know this is like eight years ago now, but, you know, I'm go still ahead, not girl. over it, go you ahead, know, go ahead. and um, when I first saw the film, I thought, okay, that's good, I see she works hard, again, just in that time, she works hard, she's saving her money for her restaurant, I see you, girl, and then it's like, she gets you know she meets this frog and it's like oh if you kiss me like you know i'll turn back into a prince and i'll give you the money for your restaurant and it was like girl why did you kiss him like you've been working saving your own money but it's like oh along comes a man or frog and oh if you kiss me i'll give you the money just for the your restaurant in your life and i just thought this is such a terrible message mm. you know, first of all to do something with a man in order to get something don't Boy. teach little girls that they don't yeah. need like she didn't need the frog or the prince or whatever to give her money she'd been working she'd been saving yeah. she didn't need him so why did you disrupt her life and disrupt her grind like for her to kiss you and then she got made a frog too you see what happens you you go kiss a man you get distracted from your goals. you down there in the message. swamp with them message. down there in the gutter with them as a frog and it annoyed me because it said she was doing her own thing like yeah. why did I just thought the message was terrible And, um, I've lost my whole point, but like, you know, like, so it's like you tell girls to value their appearance and, you know, you need a man, you know, everything in the future is going to be bad if you get a boyfriend, if you get a husband, if you have kids. And then they get to teenagers where obviously they get to an age where biologically they're, you know, their hormones are are going. Hmm. They're biologically, physically able to have children or whatever, but obviously not mentally or emotionally, emotionally and that sort of thing. And then they're obviously interested. In boys, and then it's like, hold on a minute, like you're too fast, like you're too enough, like you're a child, know your place. What? What? It's so confusing. What? Like, so confusing. Everything you've taught them as a child is about to grow up and get a man, and the minute they can, when they get to teenagers, oh no, nope, nope, no, no, no. no. So can girls win? No. They most certainly cannot. <laughs> like they most certainly cannot. What do you want them to do? And it's just like there's womenhood is just co opted by men. And it's just it crazy oh my gosh, if you'd have told that girl when she was younger, you're really smart, you're really creative, you're really brave Um, you know maybe her concern wouldn't be oh, like I need to be somebody's wife, I need to be someone's Mm. girlfriend like I need to be in a relationship but it's just, that that's the message that children are taught and then when they grow up and do that, everyone's mad at them and then calling them names, it's just outrageous. It's crazy and it's like either way you can't really win because I remember feeling like so down that Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. I was, like, 14. Like, why was I so upset? Like, why was I so sad? Like, why was I crying and listening to Usher? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. And then it's, like, just like you said, it's, like, so many confusing messages. Like, you get all these Disney princesses and everything. And then I guess, like, just being a teenager, all your friends around you having, like, boyfriend, blah, blah, blah and then I come home like obviously I said I'm Nigerian I wasn't allowed out anyway so there's no way I was meeting boys because I went to all girls school anyway and then it's like yeah all this time like you get like these conflicted messages and then obviously my mom and dad would be like no boys no boys no boys no boys and then uni finishes and my mom is looking at me like oh so what no so <laughs> no boyfriend gonna... like, <laughs> just... and I'm like bro you've been saying all these years like i'm not allowed out i'm not allowed to do this i'm not allowed to do that and now all of a sudden this pretty shaman is supposed to just pop out from nowhere like in the films like i'm supposed to just bump into him like one day and it's just like i don't understand so now i have to turn on all my womanly wiles or something to get someone but oh no not too much like mm-hmm. you can dress attractive but you can't dress sexy mm-hmm. like you can show a little bit of cleavage but not too much like or to satisfy someone else's eyes. But mm-hmm. one man though, not like yes. ten men. <laughs> or like twenty men. Like just one. <laughs> so many requirements. Um, like And then like you yeah, be yeah, be be stylish, but not like don't wear your skirt too high. But then you have to please him in the bedroom. But don't be a freak though. Because that's <laughs> too much. Oh um But you have to satisfy him enough, like so it doesn't so so you don't make him wonder outside of your home. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. But don't take that outside that no no one else can know because that's just you and your husband or you and your boyfriend. No one else can know, but he has to know. You know And whilst doing this You also need to have your job Yeah exactly But you also need to make sure Your house looks good And your house is clean Yeah you can't have no one Talking about you Yeah exactly. And no one can't be talking About your husband Saying his wife is dirty yeah, um. And you also need to feed him Yeah You know Every single you day You need to cook And um, even if you leave the house Yeah You know You need to make sure That there's food left for him Oh of course and, you know And also have kids Yeah But don't have too much Yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, Don't leave it too late though Yeah But don't do too Don't get pregnant at like 16 Because that's totally wrong But oh, Oh, don't get pregnant at forty because that's too late. Like, hmm. uh, how? Like, what? all I can say is how. Like, I'll just sit down. Like, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'll just lay on the floor. Like, what will do it. Just lay on the floor. Just, just go to bed. Like, what do you want, <laughs> do you want women to do? Like, it's just ridiculous, and it's just crazy. As I said definitely take that on as a young girl that you have to do everything and you have to be perfect yeah. and you just have to um excel in every area like you need to and also now even the ta- a woman who doesn't go and like get an amazing career or go to university she's worthless too yeah that's yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like a woman who then doesn't go and like you need to go to university you need to get an amazing career like you need to you know be ambitious like if you're not ambitious then you're whatless yeah because you stayed at home and had children but what like and then women get made to feel guilty because they don't have that career and then you do have children that oh but you don't spend enough time with your kids like why is the babysitter always there see that's why your kids don't behave because you're never there Ah. And and then and let's not even talk about the women who choose not to have children oh gosh oh my gosh what is wrong with Outrage. you Like you're a heathen how could you not want to have children and it's like well damn like I can see why you see yeah. <laughs> the woman that do- Queen Latifah doesn't have children mm. you see how good she looks you see how good her skin is that's not having she children and that's glowing. not having a man as well because she's true? <laughs> so she's just thriving her because it just looks like gold exactly I mean. because she doesn't have children and she doesn't have a man so who's really the fool <laughs> like who's really the fool us heterosexual women, we're the fools. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Most Damn, definitely. damn, damn. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just like, you actually said a whole mouthful there, Rose. Mm. That was just, yes. Like, it's it's actually crazy. Mm. It's actually crazy. It's just, do this, but don't do that. Some but don't do, standards. not enough, but don't do too much. Yeah, And even stuff like what you were saying, like, oh, you know, you need to be stylish and stuff, but then if a woman's too stylish, she's materialistic, she, mm. she's superficial, she's, she's an a airhead, gold digger. She she's a gold digger. Like, yeah, you need to obviously have a man that can look after you, you know, you need to get a good husband, but if you want someone with too much money, then you're a gold digger. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then even in society now, that's another pet peeve, which I'm going a bit left. Why do people still talk about, like, women wanting men for their money in this day and age? Mm. What money do you have I think they're really Sir. clinging to that by a thread. You are clinging onto some 1930s um, social issues, which by do not thread. occur. What does Jermaine have that I cannot have for myself? Do you know what I mean? What do you have, Jermaine? Oh, people my God. really talk like, oh, like you know, she's trying to trap him or she's That's a gold digger. Thinking- what do you have that that woman cannot get for herself? Right. You have nothing. You have nothing. Can we please retire? This foolish conversation. Oh, man. No offense to any to anyone out there but literally by guys the name be, of Jermaine. Guys be <laughs> oh <my laughs> going no, no. Jermaine, you too, but <laughs> guys really be out there. With the mentality that they've got CEO money, but you've got your little part-time job at H&M. Like, no offence, but... It, like <laughs> No one is gold digging no you. No one's after your little, like, £10.50 a, 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 an hour. Like, you know, it's... You know what I mean? You should really say change like, digging that's, or cash that's digging because exactly. it's most certainly not gold reserves okay that's not what we're doing that, 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 comment. that comment should really be reserved for exactly. those of the higher class like in a wealthier status to us steve jobs and above I okay feel like, like right. we should not none of us on this working class level needs to be talking like, about gold digging because no one out here has any gold I mean, okay I mean. Okay. Yeah. You have what I have. I have exactly. what I have. So like let's just retire that nonsensical argument. Like it's very upsetting. And I feel like I'm doing the same thing that I said. Like I'm turning a conversation about womanhood into like mm. men. But it's like I can't it's seem just to impossible. separate the two and that's the problem. Yeah. It's I can't impossible. define my womanhood without just talking about how men are just what? trampling all over it. That is true. Basically. Because really like no, that, yeah, and that point is stressing me now. Because it's it is true, it's so frustrating. Because you hear guys talk all the time, I don't want a gold digger, I don't want this, I don't want that. And it's just like, I don't want you. But what are you bringing to the table, <laughs> like, Jermaine? Like, what are you bringing to the table? Like, what is that, come, are you bringing to the table that I'm going to take that's so valuable? Like, what are you bringing? I don't just, understand. We just, both have mm. the same kind of level paying jobs. We both go to the same kind of, we're both living at home with our parents like you know like it's like you're on similar playing fields but oh my gosh like if i take her to this restaurant she's gonna think that um i'm gonna be paying for all the time and and it's like oh if you don't want to take someone out to eat it's okay no it's not by force just stay at home okay it sounds like you can't afford her time Uh, (laughs) therefore don't ask for it and don't waste it like you know i stand by that message I stand by that. Like, women... As I said, women are creators. Women are magical. Like, you give a woman something and she's going to multiply it by 10. Mm. You give her attention um, and love, a woman will multiply it by 10. Very like, true. you give the woman the house and she makes it a home. And very I don't true. just mean by cooking and cleaning um, and things like that, but just the very essence. Just the presence. Just right. the air. Okay. Like, just the aura. Just goddesses walking around here when you really yes. need to honour them. And... You know if you're in a relationship with someone or dating them like it shouldn't be this a war but i just Mm. think because there's just so much misogyny in society and it's not addressed and as you said before um men are talking about what what's your problem you can vote you can work it's like these um like just these like very it's, it's not even subtle but um i'm trying to figure out the word but I don't want to say nuances, but yeah, because mm. these nuances of culture and male and female relations, like, they're just so subtle, because mm. this is how we're conditioned to think about what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman. People can't see it, and they can't see what the problem is, and they can't see how the way, you know, society is set up is inherently sexist, and that you just see men everywhere, like, in ev- like, so many fields, like... You just don't see women You just don't see women You don't see examples of them And it's not to say that women couldn't do those roles Or have those places in society Like look at the government Like mm. look at the government There's just so many men mm. So many men And I really feel like Boy Bear No Just was saying something very yeah. profound that We need some more girls in here There's too many men Too many man, too many men man. Like I feel like they were talking about the earth There is too mm, much to toxic Um, masculine energy Energy. like no one wants to receive and learn and create and be intuitive and listen everyone wants to take everyone wants to control everyone wants to act and dictate and that's masculine energy it's directive like masculine energy is directive and um kind of impulsive in that sense and it's like that definitely has its purpose for things to be and when I say masculine, feminine energy, I'm not talking about male, female here. Like, we are all made up of masculine and feminine mm. energy. Um But that directive, like, explosive, like, just do it now, think later energy, which is inherently masculine... There's so much imbalance of that on this planet. I think that's why the the world is just dying and it's a hot mess because there is too much masculine energy and we need some more girls up in here to, like, restore the balance. Like, (laughs) that's what this earth needs. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just so over it. And we also need to be able to talk about womanhood and femininity without the proximity to men. And I just, I feel like until we clear up this mess, this misogynistic, sexist mess... That we can't even do that. It's just going to keep on flowing in. Mm. It's sad, but what? slowly but surely, slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're taking those those mini steps in the right direction. Well, I say that. There's a lot of things that have happened in the past how many years that have made me think, hmm, <laughs> are we really going in the right direction? Really? Mm. Okay. But, Yeah we trying, th- we're trying. I think we are in a sense because um, obviously because society is so sexist, this is the cause and the consequence of violence of women against women and girls. So, sexism is the reason why there is such a high rate of domestic violence from men towards women mm. and there's such a high rate of rape and sexual assault and harassment and abuse from men towards women. And it's not to say that that these things don't occur to men um, and that women cannot be perpetrators of, you know, these Mm. crimes. Mm. But there is a just disproportionate figure of these traumatic experiences happening to women at the hands of men. And that's just the cause of the sexist society we live in and what men and how women view themselves and their role and how men view themselves and their role and their I don't know, entitlement to women and women's bodies just being something that, you know, we're taught to exist. We're taught that we exist like for the pleasure of men. Like we're taught that yeah. from a very young age yeah, that we yeah. exist to grow up and be connected to a man and to, you know, have his children and to look after him. And, you know, as I said, you're taught that well being sexual or in touch with your sexuality that's wrong and that's Mm. dirty and only bad women are in touch with their sexuality so to be a good woman you you know you shouldn't be too sexual you shouldn't be too freaky but you should want to please your husband so basically i'm a sexual object it's what Mm. you have taught me that my body exists like for men's sexual pleasure and for their sexuality but for me to get in touch with my own like oh that's not something a good woman does so it's like what these are the messages we've been taught from so early why we grow up in this you know this abuse and rape and domestic violence this is why it occurs mm. so it's really just about said so we're in still in the process of unlearning everything yeah. we've been taught in our uh what, are we late 20s now, I guess? Yeah. Mid late to late 20s. 20s. <laughs> I don't know if we can cling on to the mid anymore, we you cling know? Can to the mid? We're 27. It's late. We're over. Guys, uh, is 27 <laughs> mid or late? <laughs> <laughs> round up. You round up higher than five. We're late. But we, if you round down to 25, that's two. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um. we're in our mid to late 20s. And we're unlearning everything we've ever been taught. So, will we ever live in a world where girls won't have to unlearn like where they can be raised just as humans Mm. as little people who are capable of anything and capable of loving anyone and doing anything that they want are we there yet so i don't know if we're there yet we are definitely on our way and i think it just takes everyone as individuals to kind of play their part and come together but definitely as I was gonna say work with kids. Well I do work with kids but I'm primarily around like three to four year olds in my church and I definitely I go around and whenever they're doing their little craft or their colouring I always say to all of them like that looks amazing, that's so nice, like I don't just tell um the girls to sit down in the corner and okay you do the colouring and okay the boys just run around I'm like no everyone whoever wants to do it you can come and join and then I make sure I praise everybody kind of like the same way. So I guess if you're doing your small part, if you're trying to kind of influence and to be honest with me, it's like if I see a boy wanting to put on a princess dress or wanting to like, I don't know, play with glitter or whatever, mm-hmm. just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Let it flow. It is what it is. He's having his own creative time. That could mean anything. Like it doesn't necessarily have to pinpoint. I mean, one thing and just like, I think I saw an Amber Rose's um, snap, I think her son, like Taylor Swift, sent him, I think, tickets to her show. Mm-hmm. Um And then she must have got like, I think she filmed it and everything because her son is super cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think people like kind of like tried to, and he's like, how old? Five? He's five, yeah and they messaged her saying like he's gay he's this and that and she was first of all amber was like it doesn't matter if he grew up to be gay or straight or whatever he's still mm. gonna be amazing mm. but he was, she was like how are you gonna pinpoint a little boy who's five years old for mm. liking just because he likes that kind of music you don't even know all the kind of music he likes but he likes that kind of music how are you gonna put him into a little box already right. he's five it's ridiculous <laughs> he's five years old it's like very ignorant Having like a girl want to put on like, I don't know, a builder's jacket or a, a boy wanting to put on like a princess dress does not automatically put them into a fold of this person is gay or a lesbian or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just thinking society is so obsessed with being like, okay, you've done this, so we're going to put you into this mm. box and that's what you're going to stay, and that's what remains and that's what it means. And it's just like, I think it's just mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, no, it is. I, I think I saw that as well and it's like first of all to call like a five-year-old child gay like Mm -hmm. what is wrong with you that is a five-year-old like that is a child like you should never speak on a child's sexuality or Mm -hmm. anything like that's just that's just so inappropriate in itself second to make a decision that you know a child is i don't know you know this is going to be their sexuality or you know you're messing your child up because you're they're deviating from a social norm because they're listening to a female pop singer like what <laughs> that is a 5 year old child they can like wherever the hell they want exactly. to like what does that mean they're still growing and i think that's why it's sad because when you enforce these roles on children when they're so young and especially on girls these are the formative years so these are the you know the years when you go up to i think it's about 7 Like you form so much of your unconscious beliefs Mm. and how you feel about yourself and your self-worth and self-esteem, all of these things. You know, they are really formed in those early years based on your experiences then. And that is why it's just so ingrained into people kind of what their role is, what it means to be a boy, what it means to be a girl. They can't like this and they can't do that because that deviates from what they're supposed to be. And that's why, you know, girls just... It's like you, the the life is just set out for them. Like mm. it's just already ingrained in their head. They're going to be someone's mother. They're going to be someone's girlfriend. They're going to be someone's wife. And it's like it's just so weird that that is ingrained into girls at such a young age. So, it's like women, like womanhood, girlhood. Why is it defined by just being just your proximity to men or your proximity to others? Like, why? Sure. It's and just it's sad how young that. How old are you, Because I think one of the girls I was working with, she actually said to me, <laughs> um, what did she say, she was like, oh, uh, are you married? I said, no. This is a girl a lot younger than me. <laughs> she's a child, yeah. <laughs> so she was like, oh, are you married? I said, no. It's like, do you have a boyfriend? I said, no. It's like, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why, mm. why? Like, and she's already questioned me. This girl was, I don't know, six? Mm, wow. <laughs> and she's already questioned me, like, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why are you married? Why is this not happening for you? And it's just like, (laughs) you're already kind of socialized to think that a woman is less than Mm. if she doesn't have someone Mm. attached to her, if she's not married, if she doesn't have a partner. I'm just thinking, that's not okay. Like you can, so you're already thinking like, if I reach the age of, I don't know, which would maybe 16 or my age, 27 or whatever in her twenties, if I don't have a man, like I'm not normal. Right. Yes yeah. just like that's already Your destiny mm. Basically That's every little girl Like we're ta- We're teaching them That's their destiny Why I'm not saying That there's anything wrong With growing up And being a mother Or no, getting all. married Or being someone's girlfriend But why are we teaching Little girls That that's their destiny So young That's like, never... That's what we need to unlearn I don't think That was ever the purpose of Let me not try And preach out here <laughs> But I don't think That was ever the purpose of Marriage Or unity in any kind of sense, it's to fulfil your divine purpose. That's why marriage is kind of... That's why marriage upon this earth, by God, or partnership was on this earth, is to fulfil both of your purposes like to the highest they can get, because no man is an island, you always need help. It's not to gain any kind of status for yourself or to use anyone as a crutch or to define yourself it Mm -hmm. is to build yourself up to your highest purpose yeah so you're you're (laughs) always supposed to have your own path yes you're supposed to have your own path and your partner has their own path and you guys help each other along their paths that's what it should be but anyway i want women to have their own paths i want them to know that (laughs) i want them to know that you have your own path and you define it as you so choose And it doesn't have to be connected to anyone else's to be worthy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this box that, you know, we are in and that's how womanhood is defined. We want to break that box and we really want to, yeah. If you aren't already like unlearning and questioning your role as a woman. And if you're not, if you're a man listening to this and you're not questioning your role, the role of women around you. Not the ones that are related to you But just women around you in general Then mm, start doing that Mm. And we do have some suggestions Of great places to learn Definitely I feel like a great starting point for anyone Is Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's We We Should All Be Feminists Um, This was a speech she gave I think it was a TED talk Some years ago it was a speech she gave We Should All Be Feminists And it was obviously so bomb that they had to Print it as a book so you can get the book you know and read the speech or if you're lazy or if you just like you know spoken word then you can listen to the speech on youtube we will link it somewhere in the description actually we'll link the speech in so you can watch that and listen to that and um yeah we just want to plug some great women's organizations i think that can help obviously one is rape crisis um south london to be precise they are an amazing organization and there's a lot of information on their website about um sexual violence and violence against women and girls and how to get support if that's something that's affecting you or anyone you know what else is said the rovingreporter.co.uk a very good learning hub site for women's issues women's rights and that sort of thing and this is the event i went to at the yeah, the event I went to that I spoke about at the beginning of the episode um I think it's a hundred one hundred women i know dot com or dot co u k one of the two just check them out because they're just i can tell that they're going to be you know making huge waves mm. in this country with that film and with their book it's very powerful and I just highly recommend it and Ash magazine as well is a lovely um i don't think they've printed a magazine yet but we follow them on instagram and they seem to be pretty dope they were part of that organization too also like yell them magazine yeah is it a magazine or i love their site i love the interviews that they do online that's a great site as well so check them out and um you have any more i think just the one that i mentioned which was Andrew.org. Which again is like a hub, it's like an umbrella for all different kinds of things to do with, um, violence against, um, women, women and girls, but it covers a range of things like, um, disabilities, um, the older generation, younger generation, like, if you just head to their site, and like I said, if you're just interested in getting involved in that sector, then it's a good place to go because, yeah, it's really like a hub of different organisations. Mm. Um, and yeah, if you're struggling to think, where do I kind of slot in? If you give them a call, they have like a, obviously like a, a helpline that's open 24 hours and translators are available as well. But if you're just looking and you're not quite sure where you can go, then they can, yeah, they're, they're a directory. So you just head to their website and you can give them a call and they can point you in the right direction. Mm. What we need yeah so that's where we think is a great place to start and if you want to comment you know comment and let us know your thoughts on this topic and your thoughts about womanhood and violence against women and girls and sexism please do comment and let us know and also get in touch with us on social media it's sensitive x souls on twitter and instagram Um, I know I keep saying, we're gonna work, make a website. I'm seriously making it. Like, seriously. We're in the process. It's in the process. process. (laughs) Sorry, we're both really slow. But, um, yeah, like, speak to us on social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please review and subscribe and tell a friend. Tell a female friend. Tell a woman. Tell a man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Until next time, guys. Take care. Alright. Bye.